0: Real law firms,
1: real intelligence. There's always something you learn. You learn about construction. You learn about medicine. You learn about everything. You, you, you learn about... Uh, um, there's so much to learn. I can't I can't stop. So yeah, there's and, and law is something you will I don't know if you could ever say that you master it. There's always going to be something that you can learn.
0: Hello and welcome to the Law Firm Intelligence Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Griffiths, Executive Director of the International Lawyers Network. Our guest this week is Ziad Saloum of Saloum & Partners in Abu Dhabi. Ziad, welcome. We're so happy to have you back with us this week on the podcast. Um, Why don't you take a couple minutes to tell us a little bit about yourself and your firm and your practice?
1: Thanks, Lindsay. It's nice to be back on the podcast. So, uh, yeah, my name is Yad Saloum. I'm a partner with Saloum and Partners. We are a boutique firm. Uh, we were set up uh, 43 years ago, 1980, by my dad, who, um, uh, who retired last year. Um, yeah, so we're, we're, uh, we're a corporate commercial practice primarily. We do I don't know, everything from banking, finance, uh, insurance. Uh, we, work, we operate in healthcare we, uh, and so on. We're known as problem solvers rather than problem makers, which is nice. Um and we and we, you know, our focus is to try and find practical solutions to particularly complex problems. That's what that's that drives me, uh that drives me very uh yeah, very much. So yeah, I enjoy that part, but that part of things. So yeah, we've had uh I'd say we've been we've come we've we've resolved over six thousand something disputes since we were set up, and for a small team, that's not so bad, we're thirty people total at the moment, about fifteen fee earners. Um, so that's a, a sizable chunk if you go by year, right? Uh, a sizable uh, number of disputes resolved. and um yeah, so dispute dispute resolution, whether arbitration, local litigation, so on. That represents about, I don't know, 60%-ish uh, of our practice, and the rest of it is transactional work and advisory work. And, and, yeah, so we're very much known for finding solutions where others are having difficulty, you know, um, coming up with stuff that works. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. And how about your practice in particular?
1: Oh, uh, well, I'm, I'm now running the firm, right? So... I, I have to, it's a bit difficult to continue you know, uh, working in a particular field or uh, whatnot when you have to run the firm, but I'm trying to juggle that and kind of keep my fingers in all the different pies uh, because each and every aspect gives you something that you can use somewhere else. So what you learn in dispute resolution you can, makes you kind of approach a problem on the transactional side very differently and the reverse is true as well. Um, so it's, it's, uh, I like having that, the ability to kind of take these things on board from one side to the other, uh, that vision and visibility, um, also keeps me engaged.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So what would you say is your biggest challenge at the moment and how are you working to overcome that?
1: Um, mm. uh, my biggest challenge is how do I clone myself? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it's, it's, well, it's kind of partially true. Uh, I'm there's, so my, my father, uh, kind of his, his, uh, mentoring style, put it that way. I've had actually two mentors, my father and the, my, my, uh, my former boss in the former life. I was a banker, you may know, and then I converted to law much later. So my, my boss, my first boss was very, very, very particular. Uh, more so than my dad, very detail-oriented, about as much as my dad is, so um, yeah, he he once had me repeat a, you know, it was like a half-page email, more than 25 times, right, so um, (laughs) everything from where you place the comma, you know, commas, to everything, he taught me that discipline, that rigor of, that, you know, of focusing on the language and simplifying things as much as you can and going straight to the point and not saying something that you don't mean, I got that from him first. And then, obviously, in law, you really need that sort of skill set. Uh, and my father put pressure on me like no one, like he, let's say, the equivalent of the amount of stress and pressure he puts on maybe 10 other people right so the skill sets i've built as a result trying to satisfy him his his view of how things should be um means i often get looks from my colleagues of yeah only you could have come up with this or you know something along those lines so it's so it's uh it's it's uh so getting the team on board or understanding why I'm kind of like five steps ahead and I'm focusing on this. It's like, why are we talking about this now? That's going to be, that's going to happen in six months. I'm like, yes, but I want to plan my, I want to plan my dispute. I want to plan the case out. I want to get everything, whatever it is. Uh, so it's, it's uh, so my challenge is is there, trying to, because I've got so much on my back at the moment, trying to offload some of that and in a way where I'm not being extremely controlling. Because I'm not the easiest person to work with. I can very much appreciate that, right? So it's my biggest challenge is how do I ov- overcome my own concerns, my own fears on this, mm-hmm. and accept that someone can do something else differently than me. It's still fine, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's perfectly fine. There may be a different way, and it might even be better, but it's not how I would have done it. And overcoming that is my problem at the moment. That's my biggest challenge.
0: Um, i can really appreciate that that's very much how i am (laughs) delegating and appreciating that someone else may have a different approach and that approach is not necessarily wrong yep (laughs) that's difficult Um, um so talk to us about the current state of the market and what that means for you and your clients yeah
1: um current state of the market um it's, I guess it depends on which markets it's <laughs> response, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. You yeah, it really very much depends on the marketplace. Some, some sectors are flying high, like real estate at the moment, for example, is, is sky high again. Uh, construction, conversely, strangely enough, it's still a buyer's market in the sense. So construction construction companies are contractors still have a lot of problems there. Uh, you know, in terms of you know, there it's basically a take it or leave it kind of affair. If they don't take it, other people, other there's another contractor who is dying for the work who's going to run around and run along and grab it. So you so it very much depends on which side you're on. Um, oil and gas is doing reasonably well there you know there's a lot of expansion and push for the renewable energy side um so i think the biggest uh one of the biggest solar uh solar power stations is either online or will be online soon in the region and you know there's there's so it's it's fairly active from that front uh there's in terms of MA, for example, you don't seem to see quite a lot of that so much. Uh, there's a lot of consolidation happening in the in the sectors, so you know you get to see a lot of banks. Over the last few years, there've been a lot of banks merging. Uh, a lot of the big big players uh, in other in other sectors are also consolidating. Uh, so it's, uh, retail, for example, in Abu Dhabi is not doing as well as let's say in Dubai. So you know de- depending on it, very much is. Is, is different from one sector to another, um, and we're, you know, we're we're seeing the ups and downs that our clients are going through, and it's for some it's a roller coaster, for others it's a steady, you know, they're doing okay and they're continuing to do okay. So it's that diversity is is a bit odd. It's difficult to kind of summarize the whole thing. You know, if you look at just the GDP projections or whatnot, the country's doing overall doing very well. Um, but that doesn't necessarily tell you the full the full story. It's not representative of all the different sectors. And since we work in so many sectors, we get to see all of it. And it's uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting.
0: Which is really helpful for your clients because then you can sort of advise them in you know, all of those places and also help them predict sort of what's not predict, but at least help them in, you know, the places that their businesses are going.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the end. That's the hope. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I've noticed, one trend I've noticed is that, you know, whereas a lot of times before, um, I mean, you still have some, a sector, a portion of, 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 of the, let's say the 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 population that still kind of takes that view old school type if you if I dare it. But then you have another another group increasingly now that looks at lawyers in a in the sense of, yeah, it's best to double check that we have taken care of a lot of these risks before we we, you know, before the the event occurs, so to speak, that we're kind of protected or covered to a certain extent. So that's that's kind of that's good and that's that's nice uh, previously it's like yeah we don't need to involve the lawyers yeah yeah so uh and then when you're in the hole you're like okay how do i get out of here mm-hmm. an, uh, expensive <laughs> it's an expensive mistake exactly it's an expensive mistake so you know you, you've you've got that that change in mindset only comes with with time and uh, you know with time and with a bit of um You know, if your focus is constantly on just, you know, your day to day. Even if you want to, you're not going to have time to think of, you know, how can I optimize and minimize my risks and all that stuff? But if if you're, you know, if you're able to if you have a decent management team around you uh, trained abroad or locally, whatever it is, right? but with with a decent amount of solid experience and that you can rely on then you as the let's say the, the uh, visionary principal owner of this of this entity you can sit back and go yeah okay i need to focus on this area and strengthen these risks or you can analyze your 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 company and see where does it lack what are what are the recurring problems that you're facing and then identify how to resolve those Mm -hmm. Uh, so uh yeah so it's it's um that it's kind of yeah it's it's interesting to see how the how how culture changes over time yeah
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and i think yeah being able to be business partners for companies as lawyers has really become a much more critical piece of, of business these days
1: yeah, it's nice to be able to walk lockstep with a client and be able to kind of assist them and see as they transition and change and as you change and grow and experience new things and you bring more things to the table and so on. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's always nice.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what would you say is the biggest oh. area of the law that you're curious about at the moment? And and why is that?
1: Hmm. When you say that I'm curious about, is that something that something I'd like to learn from? Sure. Or or learn more about rather? Um, I mean, there's so much. I know. That's good. I became a lawyer. (laughs) It's this thirst for knowledge. And I I love it because every time you have to deal with, you know, work with a client or deal with something and a a problem, you have to understand what what they do and why they do it. And How they operate there's always something you learn you learn about construction you learn about medicine you learn about everything you know you you learn about uh um there's so much to learn i can't i can't stop so yeah there's and and law is something you will i don't know if you could ever say that you master it so there's always going to be something that you can learn and um actually yeah and i found that looking at the the world of local law through the lens of a foreign lawyer is actually eye opening. Um, so, we, we were involved in a recent case, like several hundred million dollars at stake. A um, client won, which is nice, but it was a case being run at the Abu Dhabi Global Market, at the ADGM. So, it's an English style court, common law. And so, we had English barristers. And english lawyers who were whom we were working with and advising them on local law um on the local law aspect and the sort of questions that you get from an english trained barrister is so very different they they'll you know they're going to look at it in the through through the lens of the law that they're used to and the framework that they're used to and it's so very different to the framework that we apply here but it it does force you to think of the of the law differently and to consider things that you never would have previously or that you took for granted, but you never kind of did the deep dive. so i, I find my, I found myself actually going into the you know the the history of how the law was actually drafted and why they chose this particular approach over another approach. Um, so it challenges some of your uh, preconceptions of the law, and you end up learning, or at least I did. I ended up learning so much more about the law, and I, en- I feel I understand it so much more now than I did before. Even though I've been practicing it for like 15 years now, you know, it or uh, longer, I think. But you know, so it's it's eye opening. It really is, uh, which is nice. So there's that, and then there's AI, and the impact that that's going to have on our industry. All right. um, so that one is something I'm interested. I'm not sure. I'm I'm very curious to see what's going to happen. Uh, I am both excited and terrified. I think on one side, I'm excited because it means that our small team can do so much more, if we're able to properly leverage things with AI. And we can be uh, so we can, it can elevate what we can do as a small team. But uh, we can be more efficient, we can be faster, and so on. Uh, we can do more work, uh, we can take on much more interesting tasks and offload some of the less interesting stuff, et cetera. But uh, at, at the same time, yeah, there are, you know, I, I can't just turn a blind eye to the con- the real concerns that a few people in the industry at least are talking about. So it's, uh, it's an interesting time to be alive, huh?
0: It sure is. Yeah, it sure is, and I agree with you about AI. I think there are some, you know, real positives, but also some really big drawbacks. And uh, I'm I'm interested to see how it will it will all uh, shake out.
1: Yeah, and the U.S. is at the center of it. It's awesome.
0: We sure are. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we'll see how that uh, how that goes. Um, so, switching gears a little bit, tell us something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Uh, I know it's a tough question.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> iceberg and all that, right? <laughs>
0: I know that's right.
1: Oh, and uh, it uh, no, I I actually what what um, there are a few things that relax me or that excite me as much as um, freediving. Really? Yeah
0: see so, i did not know that
1: <laughs> so i i love going going under i'll go down 15 meters easy single breath wow um, yeah and it's, it's it's so much fun it's such a completely alien world and it's um uh, it's so relaxing and you just calm down and relax you have to take it easy down there because you have to slow your heartbeat down and all that and you can see so much and discover so much underwater experiences you have with wildlife extraordinary whether with puffer fish or cuttlefish or uh you know or or with turtles even sharks um and i'm so blessed to have that the kids love the water as well and uh, and they love coming out with me so so and they've started going down so some of them uh, you know like the, the two eldest can go down to about four meters now which is nice yeah so it's pretty cool. Yeah. So family trips are usually at the beach in the water. Underwater. And then it's incredible. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Wow. That is amazing. Yeah, I've been watching um some documentaries on free diving and that's really incredible.
1: Yeah, the stuff some of these people can do is extraordinary. No? i am nowhere near there. Nowhere near that. At my at my peak. I'm nowhere near that at the, at the moment because I'm not really practicing enough, anywhere near enough. Like right now, maybe I can do a minute and a half. So, uh, but I could do just under four minutes before. Wow. Some of these guys can do almost 10 and go down 100 meters. That's extraordinary. Yes. That's phenomenal. I I start at fifteen meters. I'm like, that's it. Sque- My mask is squeezing too much, and I don't want to use up the air. It's just ah, oh, yeah, no, no. But there's a there's there's a you know, if, if the moment you push past, at some point your your lungs are going to be, uh, you know, your your body is going to enter into this spasm. It wants you to breathe, so it's going to you're going to do that. And then the trick is the secret is to to push past that and the moment you push past that and then you plateau you get this sense of absolute peace that's when it gets dangerous because you feel like you could just sit there and stay there for hours there you wait 10 20 30 seconds then you go up wow that's
0: amazing
1: so so it's uh yeah it's just kind of training yourself again to push past that that Mm -hmm. that sort of that reflex that your body has because it doesn't want to listen to your brain
0: of course Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Cause your brain's uh your brain wants to breathe.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah well yeah, you yeah, your 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 body's reacting on normal things going, there should be air here. Where is it? You know, it should be here. uh yeah, it has you've got to overcome that slowly. It only comes with practice.
0: Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. So um what does being part of the ILN mean to you?
1: Oh, quite a lot, actually. Uh, we've been part of the island now for what two th- since 2006. No, I think so. I think. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, uh, it's allowed me to want travel to so many amazing places. But the, this is in no particular order, right? The more important stuff will come maybe later. Okay. But it's it is it is a it is a reality, right? So it's it's always nice. The uh yeah but it's the people honestly it's just the people if if you have to boil it down it's the people you meet the people are phenomenal it's uh you know people of so many different backgrounds and yet we all share the same passions and we all have something in common uh it helps you learn about so many different cultures and uh the best bit is when you're able to work with uh, some of these people that you've become friends with over the years so uh but that's uh yeah, but the biggest takeaway from all of this is yeah, it's definitely the friendships and the people there. They're exceptional. Yeah.
0: That's how I feel too. Absolutely. Um and just to finish up, uh what is one thing that you're enjoying right now that has nothing to do with work?
1: Hmm. Um
0: always the hardest question for everybody
1: (laughs) yeah well there's there's there are quite a lot of things i'm actually enjoying doing but if you you want uh, something completely random that i'm enjoying doing is is planning uh and i've been planning this on and off for years but i am currently in the middle of planning again um you know the equipment and the the, you know the the setup of a forge
0: ah interesting
1: I've cool. always wanted to 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 basically work with metal, so yeah. It's been so I'm, I, I want to set up a workshop somewhere and uh, and get started on that. So now family and I are traveling for for the summer. We're going to our summer house, and um, so I'm ordering a few bits and bits and pieces here and there for stuff that will work on. Me and the kids, you know, uh, so set get the workshop started slowly slowly and then i'll build my way up to a forge at some point i love that that's really cool
0: yeah nice well thank you so much this has been a wonderful conversation (laughs) and uh, thank you so much to all of our listeners please take a moment to rate review and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and we'll be back next week with our next guest thank you so
1: much Thanks, Lindsay. Feel all firms, real intelligence.